0: You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 20th of January. Happy Martin Luther King Day. As the Jazz blow out the Kings, they sign Royce O'Neal to an extension and they get ready for their nemesis. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way more fun to be a Jazz fan. Thanks very much for tuning in. Tip of the hat to Jazz fans Uh, on a few on a few levels. Uh, One. The reaction to Mike Conley's return the other night, to me, is just where this fan base is different. Uh, The awareness that Jazz fans have of what's going on with each of their players, what's taking place, what their challenges are, what they're going through, is just incredible. So that Mike Conley enters the game the other night, to a standing ovation and the crowd welcomes him back after missing 19 of 20 games it, it, it happens all the time uh and it's just so cool so tip of the hat uh it's what I think makes us a special environment you just the awareness uh the expertise the knowledge uh of of everything uh is is really terrific a few notes on mike Conley uh, first of all, let's we'll start the Sacramento game. Then we'll go to Royce. Then we'll go to Indiana. I, I thought the rotations looked incredible. Uh, I, I'm all in on how cool the Emmanuel Moutier story is. Uh, I love what he's done. I love how he's developed as a player. I think he'll make himself some money in the offseason. I think he's proven he can develop. It's great. Uh Mike Conley on the feet floor feels entirely different because he's got 13 years experience. He's a borderline all-star. Average 21 points a game. 99th percentile catch and shoot offensively. Crafty defensively. Just feels different. These won't be the lineups necessarily because I don't know if the Jazz can play three guys and two guys in three stints the way they are with Donovan right now. Donovan's playing three stints uh, Joe's actually playing a little bit of three stints. There's it, it gets complicated. Rudy plays two stints. Boyan plays two stints. Royce O'Neal plays three stints. Like how many, you know, it gets complicated. Uh, Jordan Clarkson almost just plays one stint. The per half that is, by the way. But here were the lineups that the jazz had. The end of first quarter is always kind of a bench lineup, right? So Sacramento has four bench players on the floor and the jazz have Mike Conley Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neill, Jordan Clarkson, and Tony Bradley. Wow. Open to the second quarter. Always kind of a bench unit. This is where the Lakers are killing people. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, Tony Bradley, and George Niang comes in for Royce O'Neal. Pretty great. Midway through the second, which sometimes is bench, sometimes is people getting their starters back. Jazz get their starters back usually around the five minute mark. So this is a little bit before that. And Mike Conley will be a starter, but still, this just shows Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingalls, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert. Wow. It just felt so different. Again, I'm, I'm, Emmanuel Moutier's story is great, it's just terrific. But Mike Conley, we're talking Mike Conley. Like if we're going to go win a championship or play for a championship or play for Western Conference Finals, Mike Conley's a part of that. And it looked so different. Then you start to run some of the numbers on this team. Take the whole year, but take Jeff Green off the floor and put Mike Conley on the floor. Okay? Like, for whatever reason, and, you know, I, I don't mean to pick on Jeff Green, but, like, that's true. Like, it was negative when he was on the floor. Mike Conley is plus 11.7 with the offense in the 87th percentile, the defense in the 94th percentile, the differential's 95th overall when he's on the floor without Jeff Green. It's kind of awesome. If you just take any lineup without Jeff Green, okay, for the year. We're plus ten point five, and it's hard to find a negative. When you do, unfortunately, Emmanuel Moudier's in them. Just like he's generally in them. There's one with Ray John Tucker and Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson and George Negan, Tony Bradley that's in it. But of, of the other ones have played over 20 minutes that are negative, all of them involve Emmanuel Moudier. I don't think that's Emmanuel Moudier's fault. But they do, okay? 80 minutes, Moutier, Clarkson, O'Neal, Bogdanovich, Gobert, minus 21. Moutier, Mitchell, O'Neal, Bogdanovich, Gobert, minus 10. Moutier, Clarkson, Bogdanovich, Ingles, Gobert, minus 21. Okay. Like, Emmanuel Moutier has been terrific. This is Mike Conley. And it might just be really, really different. And that's going to be real how Quinn works him. And what Mike Conley did the other night coming off the bench, pretty big. Pretty big. He doesn't need to do that. He could have easily said, eh, I don't do that. But it's not who he is. Jazz rolled against Sacramento. Their offensive rating was a 128. Um and they did it again. Kind of interesting. They're doing it really by not turning the ball over now. They've suddenly stopped turning the ball over. It felt for a long time like this system, to create the great looks that it created, needed to occasionally turn the ball over. Doesn't seem that way right now. They took 42 of their 85 shots as threes. They only hit 33%, and they had an offensive rating of 128. They were brilliant. Blew them out early, crushed them, and rolled. And everything worked. Pick and roll worked. Drives worked. Everything worked. Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert was the predominant pick and roll offense of the night for the Jazz. And it was, again, very, very strong. And they really never let the Kings back into the game. It was very impressive. The lineup of Conley, Clarkson, O'Neill, Mitchell, and Bradley, which is so interesting, actually didn't score a great deal. They were positive. They didn't score it at a, at a great rate. We'll see, you know, as they figure that out, how they work together and how it works. Uh, but it was pretty, pretty awesome, dominating performance. The Jazz offense is silly right now. Um, I'm going to hope that the jazz offense, that, so, that most of this is real, but some of it's kind of crazy. So right now, the jazz offense If you, uh, since acquiring Jordan Clarkson, inserting Tony Bradley in the lineup and moving George Dane to the four, is a 122.2. The next closest is Dallas at a 117.9. So at 122 versus 118, they're four points better than the next team in the league. It's not even close. Uh, And 122 probably is not sustainable, but it's a crazy high number. The league average is 110. The best in the league is like 116. Go back to December 10th, which is an arbitrary date pick to the benefit of the Jazz. The Jazz offensive ranking is a 119.2. Next best in the league is Denver at 115.8. So they're nearly three and a half points better than the next team since December 10th. It's over a month. It's kind of crazy. And a large part is, right now, with Mike Conley back, there's not a guy on the team that shoots a catch-and-shoot three below 38%. The Jazz catch-and-shoot percentage is 40%. That's 1.2 points per possession every time they get a catch-and-shoot three. And what's happened recently is the shot distribution offensively is getting better and better and better. It's pretty awesome. It's almost as good as the story of Royce O'Neill. And we'll touch on that and his new contract and what it means for the Utah Jazz as we continue. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, I just lied. I hadn't looked it up in a day or two. The Jazz catch-and-shoot percentage is now 42%. That's just silly. 41.7 to be exact. Every time the Jazz get a catch-and-shoot three, it's a 1.25 point per possession. Well, and they're 1.22 for a while. It's just amazing. And if we go since Jordan Clarkson joined the team, where the team's won 11 of 12, they're that same number, 42%. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So impressive. Uh, It's funny, I was uh, down at uh, Restore the other day doing the red light and cryo and all these things I'm, I'm trying right now. And I used the Calm app to try to meditate while I was getting my red light. Uh, the Calm app, Uh, which is what LeBron is using uh, to help him with sleep. It's a meditation app, and I'm trying it each morning. I just got downstairs. I just did two of them. I did uh, the ways to meditate and uh, improve focus. They have these nice series. uh, They do. You can go to calm.com slash locked on NBA. You'll get 40% off a Calm Premier membership. Calm, you have access to nature scenes that LeBron talks about using, like, rain on leaves. You also have so much more with sleep stories and meditations. So it helps with your sleep. I'm doing it for pure meditation. Right now, it's kind of brain physical fitness, right? The number one app for sleep and meditation, and LeBron James uh, has teamed up with Calm uh, for some of the other meditations there. Your mind is like a muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at a better right I'm trying it right now probably the red light in the middle of uh restore is not the right setting so this morning I did it downstairs doing the I did the 21 days of of calm I've done the seven days of calm they have a bunch of nice series you can check it out download the calm app and calm.com slash locked on NBA will get you 40% off your premier membership I'm not good at it they say not to be judgmental but it's worth it's worth giving it a try today's show is also brought to you by Murdoch Chevy I had to I had to give back the Blazer. It uh, got me a a ton of attention, and everyone loved it uh, and talked about what a nice car it is. Chevy's got a great lineup right now. They got the Silverado and the Colorado uh, as the trucks. The Blazer, the Trax, the Traverse, all there with the SUVs, with the Equinox. Really great things taking place. And Murdoch Chevrolet located in Woods Cross as well as in Logan. If you're looking for a truck, That Silverado-Colorado combination just cannot be beat. The Chevy is the best truck out there. The Equinox and the 2020 Blazer are beautiful and both great SUVs for you. Check them all out at Murdoch Chevy if you're going to head over there. Do the same thing we do with Murdoch Hyundai. Give me an email at DLock09 at gmail.com. That's DLock09 at gmail.com. We'll set you up. Make sure Ben or whoever it is over there takes care of you and gives you the uh, Locked on Jazz VIP treatment. Royce O'Neill signs a four year, $36 million extension with the Utah Jazz. There's three angles on this I'd like to talk about. One is the story, two is the finance, three, what it means for the Jazz. So, the story, if you remember, is that Royce O'Neill comes out of Texas, not particularly highly recruited. He goes to the University of Denver. He plays pretty well there for two years. And then his grandfather, he's out of in Texas. His grandfather gets ill. So he requests a transfer from the Denver Pioneers and goes and plays for Baylor. Uh, and he has a good college career at Baylor. He doesn't, you know, he's, he, uh, they give him the waiver rights. He's immediately eligible instead of sitting out, which is nice. And he has a nice career uh, at Baylor. He doesn't get much accolades. There's no thought he's going to be drafted in the 2015 draft. And he goes and plays in Germany where he averages eight points and five rebounds. He goes to the Warriors Summer League in 2016 and he gets cut. No one, you know, people see him, but uh, he goes and plays in Canary in, uh, in Grand Canary uh, out in Spain in the 16-17 season. And then in June of 2017, he signs with a Lithuanian club and he plays the summer league for the Jazz. But the backstory uh, on that is he comes to one of the Jazz free agent camps. And Dennis Lindsay has held these free agent camps for two primary reasons. Uh, since he's been there. One is it's an old Spurs thing. It's how they found a guy by the name of Gary Neal who was vital in their championship runs. And the quest to just find this one Gary Neal in these free agent training camps, and they, they'll bring in, Walt Perrin and Dave Fredman will organize it, and they'll bring in you know 30 guys, and they'll play sometimes more, and they'll be guys you've heard of that were first-round draft picks that fallen out, guys they've seen in Europe. Their, their scouting is crazy extensive. So uh they bring these guys in and they're playing and Royce gets a tooth knocked out. Royce doesn't say anything to anyone about it. Someone finds the tooth and says, "Hey, like whose whose tooth is this?" Royce finally cops to the fact that it's it's his tooth. They say, "Well, man, you can't um you can't be uh playing like this." So he goes to the hospital and he comes back and plays gets his you know dental work done and the neck and that night plays again. Um and that's kind of when the jazz say wait a sec Aaron Falk wrote a really nice piece about this at utahjazz.com by the way. So make sure you check that out. Um and he then you know Remember, he beats out Joel Ballenboy. He has a really good summer. The Jazz are playing that summer up at the U of U. Chris Jones, Utah assistant coach, says to me, boy, this kid Royce is really good. He's going to make the team. And the word kind of starts, I start asking around. It's clear. Royce O'Neal's going to make the team. Joel Ballenboy is going to be released. All of you that went crazy about that, feel free to just chip one to the hat of the front office. Uh, And so... Royce then starts the journey you're probably familiar with, right? He plays 69 games, plays about 17 minutes a night. and He's just kind of this guy we have out there, and he picks up some defensive matchups. And then he just kind of starts to get progressively better and better and better. And, the, and one of the things about Royce that anyone who's played against him says is he's just a complete brick. Like, if you run into him, even though he's only 6'4 and only 225, that his body is just a rock, and it's like, out like he hits him and it hurts. Like we've just seen it so many times. The other thing about Royce is he's fearless. We saw it last year five game playoffs, 11 points, five rebounds, two assists. He reminds me a little bit of Howard Isley from the day. There's very few players that get better in the playoffs. And now, two years in a row, Royce O'Neal has gotten better in the playoffs. He averaged seven points, four rebounds, two assists. Shot 50% and 36% the year before in 11 playoff games. He's shot 35% for his career in from three in playoff games. That takes a special little aspect to who you are. There aren't many guys who can do that. The way I would describe Royce O'Neal is, you know what we really need? Oh, Royce is doing it. Like, it seems that no matter what it is, right now it's rebounding most often, sometimes it's a defensive matchup, sometimes it's an open three, sometimes it's someone to get the blender going. Whatever it is, if you're watching us and we're short something, Royce O'Neal provides it. That's that's really what it is to me that Royce O'Neal brings to the team. Whatever the gap is that the Jazz don't have at a time is that Fill, that is filled by Royce O'Neal, and <clears throat> I think that's really an important piece. The fact is, that he's playing thirty minutes a night, and he isn't necessarily needing shots. I think is also equally as important to this team. Right? We have a lot. We had a problem earlier this year. We had too many possessions, uh, and when we had too many possessions. He ended up. You know, he's the guy that kind of equalizes that. By the way, I actually think it was two teeth knocked out, not one. Um I didn't I don't wanna I don't wanna undersell the story. Um, but it you know, that's where he's a and then he goes and plays summer league and the Jazz sign him, and we have this great story. So that's the Royce O'Neill story. It's really kind of awesome and deserves great accolades, and it's you know, it's a good one to tell everyone uh involved because of the fact that this is um, you know, this is just it's hard work. It's what kind of gives you a little grit, gives you a little, you got to have that. You got, you know, it's a little bit of my thing I talked about earlier this year that if Royce O'Neal doesn't play hard, you know what, he goes home. Like it's really valuable to have guys that just have to play hard. And we lacked a little of that when the year started. Today's show is brought to you in part by Homie. You've seen the funny bright teal billboards. You've seen the money coming out of the Homie blimp inside the arena. Why? Well, because Homie is changing the way the real estate agent or the real estate business works. We've talked about Homie as someone who can sell your home for you and gives you a set price on it rather than commission. Well, now they can buy your home for you as well. They've always been able to do this, but they'll refund you up to $5,000 back. It's simple. Just text LOCK to 88588. You'll be connected with a homie agent. They'll do all the things that agents do. They'll tour homes, make offers, negotiate the best deal, and give you all the information you need to find your dream home. Go to homie.com and request a tour. Just text LOCK, L-O-C-K-E, to 88588. When you buy a house, The money you pay for your house is used to pay the seller and their agent and whatever agent you choose. And it's the money, your money, that goes to both agents. Homie is now returning $5,000 back to you. It's that simple. Get started with Homie to find the home you want. Text LOCK, L-O-C-K-E, to 88588. Our nemesis is in town. The Indiana casers are in town. Starting a stretch where really every team but the Warriors who we play between now and All-Star break is battling for a playoff spot, is in the race. Now it's time to find out. Mike Conley works his way back tonight in Golden State, and then it's Dallas-Houston, San Antonio-Denver, Portland-Denver, Portland-Houston, Dallas-Miami. It's a great stretch to find out going into the break where we are. The... And let me tell you what, the two-seed is going to matter. Oh, my gosh, is it ever. The one-seed is the Lakers and the Bucks. They're just running away. The Lakers are so good right now. It's crazy. Who's going to get the two-seed? Clippers have a half-game lead over the Jazz and the Nuggets, who've slightly separated themselves from Dallas and Houston, and frankly... Two and three games gets to be a lot because none of these teams are going to lose very much. Over in the East, it's equally as important, and they've got five teams battling within two games of each other because the seventh seed is Orlando at 20 and 23, and the seventh seed in our conference is going to be Oklahoma City in all likelihood. And then the eighth is Memphis or San Antonio or Portland or New Orleans. The difference between being the seven and the playing your opening round number two seat is just going to matter incredibly. One, because you get Oklahoma City instead of getting Houston or Dallas. Two, because you get home court in that second round. So the quest for the 2 seed is mammoth on our radio broadcasts, we are going to start following all the marquee games around the league like it's a playoff race now. We've just decided. Second half of the season, let's go. We'll follow the marquee game every night. By the way, if you haven't started doing it yet, your smart device at home and your smart speaker allows you to listen to jazz basketball. Tell them to play 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City or 97.5 The Zone, 97.5 FM in Salt Lake City. And you can do that if you're subscribed to the League Pass. You can do it through the Utah Jazz app through TuneIn on Alexa. But that works on Alexa or Google, and you can listen to the jazz broadcast at home. So our first test is Indiana. Who owns us? The last three games, they've just crushed us. They've scored 121 points in every game and they've blown us out. And there's a bunch of reasons why. Number one is they play as hard as we do. They beat us 121-102, 121-94, and 121-88. The reason, I think there there are a few reasons. One is they play as hard as we do. So when we come out and play our system and run a bunch of picks and do all these kind of things to them and bot. Most teams we bother a great deal. We don't bother them. They're not bothered by the way we play our systems and all the things we do. A lot of other teams, you can see them, we're the best third quarter, one of the best third quarter teams in the league. I think it's because teams are like, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to have to be hit by 90 picks. Nate McMillan's team doesn't care. They've won five straight, they're not bothered by it at all. So that's the first one. The second one is they don't shoot threes. They're last in the league in shooting threes, which is not a good thing. Except for one of our great strengths is that we bend your shot chart. Well, we can't bend their shot chart as much as others because they're not as bot they're not bothered by it. Does that make sense? So they're they're taking the tenth most amount of shots in the league at the rim. Okay, so that's what we got denied. But they're 30th in the league in taking threes. They're 30th in the league in taking above the break threes. They're 4th in the league in taking mid-range shots. Taking the most. We've forced the most mid-range shots in the league. That's the brilliance of Quinn Snyder's system, the brilliance of Rudy Gobert, the brilliance of a concerted defensive effort, all the things. Doesn't bother them as much. Because of the fact that they're pretty comfortable playing that game. They take the third most amount of long twos. It's something that Nate just doesn't mind. Defensively, what's interesting is then they do flip the shot chart on us. So they're not great at... They, they're they not great at defending the rim this year. They're 24th in the league at defending the rim, which is a little surprising. But they're the eighth best team at denying the three this year. So they do bend our shot chart a little. Then they just got tough, big guys. They're bigger than us at every position. Other than center, but Sabonis is a beast. And Miles Turner's big. And then they bring in Malcolm Brogdon now as their point guard's big. And TJ Warren's big. And Doug McDermott, as much as you think of him just as a soft shooter, is pretty big. They're tough. They've won five straight. They are our complete bugaboo. We we'll, got them playing their third game in four nights tonight, so there's some real advantages to us tonight. But this is an impressive team. Then the last one is our brilliance in the coaching staff's work. Ah, it's not my brilliance; it's their brilliance. Is they knock you out of what the Jazz knock you out of what they do, of what you do. They take away. They make your best players' night more difficult. Uh, Nima Bielitza doesn't get a shot the other night because for like three quarters, and he's vital to them. And all well, this is a pretty balanced team. Look at them last night. Brogdon takes 17 shots, Sabonis takes 16, Warren takes 13, McDermott takes 10, eight for Holiday, seven for Lamb. That's who they are. So there's not that same aspect of our ability to go get one or two guys and take them out or make their life difficult or move how Lou Williams works. You know, some the most common thing I'll hear is, oh, no-name guy beat us up. Great. No-name guy goes and gets us. That's fine. I'd rather have that than the guy we don't want. But the Jazz also kind of take away certain types of players with their scouting reports. And this one's hard. Their season average, Brogdon averages 14 shots. TJ Warren averages 14 shots. Sabonis averages 14 shots. Lamb averages 11. Turner averages 10. That doesn't count Doug McDermott's nine. So it's a very difficult, and Justin Holiday's nine. It's a very difficult matchup for us for all those reasons. And then they have a very good passing big in Sabonis. So interesting game tonight. Should be fun. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Jazz. Remember tonight, when you're tuning in, you can tell your smart device to play 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City or 97.5 FM. And if you've got Utah Jazz skill activated on Alexa, you can tell it to play the Utah Jazz broadcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. Right now, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great one.